Welcome to the It Crowd podcast, where technology leaders converge with the boardroom elite. In this digital hub, the pulse of cybersecurity, mobility, managed services, and networking comes alive. Here, innovators and decision makers unite, forging a dynamic dialogue for tomorrow's success. So whether you're a tech aficionado or a C-suite strategist, this is your platform. Join host Richard Rodriguez and Josh Lowry as they bridge these worlds, curating insights and fostering a collaborative dialogue. The It Crowd podcast is proudly brought to you by the following sponsors. ClearSync Solutions, unifying your technology solutions with simplicity. From M&A integration to global connectivity, cybersecurity to managed services, we're your comprehensive partner aligning your business goals with technology for energy, oil and gas, and financial service firms. Trust our proven track record. ClearSync Solutions, one ClearSync, countless possibilities. eCentire. The authority in managed detection and response protects the critical data and applications of our customers from the known and unknown cyber threats by providing exposure management, managed detection and response, as well as incident response services designed to build your organization's cyber resilience and prevent business disruptions. By combining open XDR platform technology, 24-7 threat hunting, and proven security operation leadership, eCentire's award-winning MDR services and team of experts help organize organizations anticipate, withstand, and recover from cyber attacks. Evolve IP. Evolve IP is the only provider that can start with a single remote hybrid workforce solution and grow the account into a multi-solution contract. Evolve IP delivers integrated work anywhere technologies that enable IT departments to do more with less by getting them out of the PC, BBX, and VPN business. By leveraging our underlying providers, Microsoft, Cisco, VMware, and Citrix, Evolve IP offers services in four categories. Microsoft Teams Direct Routing, Virtual Desktop, Virtual Servers, Disaster Recovery, Backup as a Service, and O365 Azure. Contract Centers, Customer Experience, Leveraging Data as a Service, and any CCAS provider without a VPN or corporate-owned PC. Put us up against any standalone Microsoft Teams, Cisco WebEx, VDI-Data-as-a-Service, VCast, or CCAST vendor. You'll find that Evolve IP offers the best support, fully optimized solutions, and the ability to consistently grow the account so you can make more money. Welcome to the It Crowd podcast. We are coming to you live from Corvicon 2023. My name is Josh Lowry. I am joined with the co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Richard Rodriguez. How are you, Richard? Doing great. Today's awesome. This is an amazing event so far. This is an amazing event. It this really is, is not what I was expecting, is it? At all. Like, <laughs> I, I, was, I was expecting, you know, a, a handful of booths and maybe like, you know, maybe 100 people. And this is far exceeded expectations. So what Richard is describing is we are at Corvacon. 2023, which is Corva's, what do I want to call this? And Jeff, we're going to ask you to explain this in a second, but we are, let me see if I can okay, do this do real best, quick. Yeah. This is Corva's product slash it, both internal and partner showcase day where they come in and they do presentations. There's lunch, there's meetings, there's peer-to-peer conversations going on. We're obviously doing broadcasting multiple different uh, podcasts throughout the day. Uh, and they're just showing all the different technologies that they do. I did not realize Corva was this, I don't want to say big, because it doesn't. It feels like you guys are very nimble, yes. but at the same time, it feels like you've got a lot of power behind you. You know, How'd I do? Great. First ah, off, great. I'm so good at this. It's, it's simple, but, wait, yeah, wait, I, mean, I got to introduce you. Wait, okay, I did a ahead, shitty fine. job here. All good. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got excited. What's talking about how good I am? 
All right. The guy you're about to hear is Jeff Jensen, who is the Corvus CTO. Uh, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being our guest today. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, it's uh, great. I, I mean, love being here. Corvacon, you nailed, nailed it on the head. I mean, partners, customers, uh, even just people in the industry that want to see a leading company and what we're doing. I mean, that's part of it. We, we try not to showcase too much and toot our, our you know, horn too much because you know, what you'll see today, if you haven't already, is it's also a meeting point for you know, customers, like mutual customers of Corva to sit down and have a conversation. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that technology, insights, you know, all this jazz keeps moving forward. And you know, honestly, like you guys said, there's really not another event that we know of like this and, and the focus. Not so. in the oil and gas space. Not in oil and gas. I've seen this, uh, Richard and I were just in Orlando last week. In the tech space, this feels okay. like you know, a tech world or I think you mentioned something about something in Silicon Valley. What yeah, I mean, we well, we go to like, I'll send our developers, our engineers, software folks to the various technology conferences for, for things that we use. Like I mentioned in my talk earlier, we, we're big users of a database called MongoDB. Mm -hmm. uh, we've won awards from them because of our use and innovation on, on their technology. So we'll go to those conferences and things like that. And they're a bit more, I would say the crowd's a bit more kind of Hawaiian shirt, short, yeah. flip-flop type right. of. Exactly. <laughs> not, not so much. Uh, Actually, jackets, folks, the way he described it, to, and I'm going to describe this to the audience, our, our audience here on air. He said, if you don't know what that is, I don't have time to tell you right now. <laughs> now, everyone in the audience knew exactly what it was except for me. And if you've listened to this show, you know that I was in the audience going, oh, yes, I know what it is, and, think, and immediately Googling what it was. So... Uh, for those of you who don't know it, because uh, there's quite a few yeah. of, I mentioned the CEOs of this world, uh -huh. MongoDF. DB. DB database, yep. okay. So just let people that don't know what it is, they'll go Google it, Google it themselves. Exactly. So, okay, but keep going. Yeah, so, I mean, for, for, from our standpoint, we launched an amazing product, which was what we call DevCenter. Uh, it's a platform where both Corva, our customers, you can come build apps, right? And so I think from a perspective that a lot of companies, I mean, we all have smartphones, everyone's seen either Android or the Apple App Store. You get these contributions, amazing software from people all over the place. Part of what we have tried to do in the oil and gas, and particularly the energy industry, was to create this ecosystem and space for you know, people to do that. And so, started mm -hmm. as like a developer days, you know, kind of a collaboration right. conference, and it's really just turned into a big mix of partners, customers, sharing insights, highlighting some really cool use cases with like rigs that are auto drilling based on machine learning, a lot of this. So yeah, I mean, it's awesome. So well, for our audience, like how big is that app store now? Like, Good question. Uh, so we're both drilling and completions platform. Uh, between the two, although drilling's more dominated, we've got about 125, 130 apps um, in the store today. Now, if you're a customer or a partner of Corva, uh, you can either you know get those apps yourself, build them yourself, or um, even somebody like a, you know let's take an Exxon Mobil or a Shell could develop it and actually provide it, sell it to another company through the Corva ecosystem yeah. in the App Store. So and, and just we're gonna uh, just the scale of the company here too, and really the growth. Yes, this year is four times bigger than last year. This event, that's that's what kind of growth you guys are seeing Correct. on this. Okay. Yep, and it it keeps just keeps going. I mean, um, despite what oil and gas, you know, those trends, and we've all like lived through that. Mm -hmm. I mean, despite that, this has been year over year, I mean, a phenomenal type of growth. And I mean, 
Darmesh was right, our, our chairman, he said, you know, look, time is all of our most valuable thing, and you get these people that come here and spend a whole day with us, I, you know, it, it takes a bit. So You know, the, this is, he said another thing, too, and that's why when you talk about that's continuing to grow, he said, you know, how long did it take to get to some of this digitalization? And he said 18 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's depending upon, I mean, that's a great kind of example, right? I yep. understand what he's saying there. And he said, we don't have another 18 years for some of this transition to take place, right? So I, I just feel like the passion that you have, obviously, and I think the audience is about to hear this when we really get into your story. Um, and, you know, Richard and I are, I mean, honestly, big fans of what we're already hearing. It really is time for our audience and then the audience of a couple of other people to start hearing what this is about because this is not something that just can be word of mouth. This needs a broadcast yeah. mouthpiece here. Well, I think let's put it in simple terms. If you're at a date, it doesn't matter really what company you're working at, oil and gas, energy. If you're working for a business and you go home and you're using a smartphone, you're on chat GPT and you're, you know, having all these amazing experiences personally. And then you go to your day job or you're working in the field and you're like, holy cow, I'm, I'm logging in on Windows 95 right. <laughs> and, you know, I've got to call IT to reset my password. You're, you're like, how do I live in such two different right. worlds? Right. So I think in so many ways, it's either employees or customers that are, you know, I would ask the question back of, well, why would we say we don't have another 18 years? And I would say maybe a couple of things. One is generationally, we've got a lot younger, smarter, tech savvy workforce that is dominating what needs to get done. And they're not, <laughs> they're not willing to accept you know, yeah. having to do a, a certain operation during the, especially in oil field, oil field services. I mean, exactly. these guys are TikToking in between, you know, I mean, swapping right. out yeah. Yeah. and doing all this 100%. stuff. So I think that's a big driving point. Um, and the second is you know, ultimately, it's no lie that like the efficiency that you get through all these new, new tools, new technologies, it's funny how I think industry lags so far behind and so much money, so much valuable time is left on the table um, for everybody, from the CEO down in the organization. And so part of what we believe in is, you know, the ability to connect things to the cloud, to get that data in, to clean that data, and to ultimately turn it into a great business value for our customers and partners and to also do that, I think, you know, you guys commented about, about our office earlier, and, and I gave a, an example in my talk, which is like, the experience, the experience matters today, right? And I think that's something special that we do, that even as like a, look, I can't play Pictionary to save my life. I'm, I'm not an artist, I'm, you know, I'm not that type of guy. But when you use good software, and Apple, actually Johnny Ive is a great comment, he was the designer for, for the iPhone, right. he said, you know, users will forgive so many sins if the product is just phenomenal. How you use it, the interaction, exactly. how it looks, how shiny, you know. And so part of, too, I think what Corva ends up delivering at the end of the day is, you know, we may have a similar chart as a competitor or something, but when you are using Corva, your experience is completely different Absolutely. Than, than signing in. And so I think that's another subtle thing when you talk about, you know, how to also pull off a bit of the trick with technology is people want to feel like they're using Apple when they're, you know. You know, that's a great point. I hadn't even really put, the, the office is unbelievable. I mean, it's, it, really it's cool. obviously yeah. cool and we're in, uh, it's called the Cannon building on the west side yep. of Houston. Um, you know, can you go, we, we were talking about products and 
technologies, how they affect somebody. Is that a major focus for Corva? Is so, pro product interaction, obviously? Exactly. Um, so our founder, Ryan Dawson, good buddy of mine, um, couldn't be here today, but, but he'll be back next year. Ryan's focus, because we would say, you know, why would you spend, you know, X hundred thousand dollars on an office remodel? Why do you have plants hanging from the wall? His answer is really interesting, and I'm going to steal it from him. He says, look, if you invite somebody from Saudi Aramco, or you invite some world-class customer, and you bring them to your Class B office space and walk, why would somebody do business with you? If you don't look like you're successful, if you don't want to breathe success, if you don't have a mindset for success, why would I do business with you? And so Ryan's mindset, and I think that's what maybe sets Corva apart the most, is our mindset is we're going to be the best. We're going to create the best product. We don't really care too much about competition. And from the moment you step foot and you see all of our, I'm less of a fan of the sparkling tiles downstairs if you saw those. <laughs> but the point is, is from the moment you walk in, if you're a customer partner, you are going to believe that we are the best. All right. And that has to come across then in a, in a unique way. And I think that's what you get to experience here. Well, even so. when you walk downstairs, as soon as you walk in and you see the screens, you know, with the technology yes. and what's going on, you're immediately immersed into it from the minute you walk through Correct. the door. Right? And, and, and so if you look at, um, I don't know if you guys have been able to see, what do you um, take away is like when it hits you, what does the core of a brand kind of speak to you? It's supposed to be a, a, a very direct thing theme so I'm just curious like what does it seem like I mean to it you? feels nothing but technology okay I mean it just feels very technology centered I mean the, the downstairs I came in through the front yep. lobby um, and it feels like you are in an industrial technology center perfect I, I mean yep. when I walk in again you walk in and you see you see the screens with you know the technology working and you know you're not going to walk into you know you're not going to walk into a regular you know boardroom with an old PowerPoint presentation. 100%. You're immediately looking at it, and it's interactive, and you can you can go right into talking about the product and how how it can affect you, and it just it sucks exactly. you in. And so the reason why we do this, why we spend the money, even as CTO, I have a mantra, right, in growing a business like this. And so if you're listening, that the mantra that rings true is talent will hire talent. And I bring that up because if you walk through the doors and you say, holy cow, what are these guys doing? You know, you see all the screens and monitors. Look, our folks don't necessarily need eight screens, right, in, in our real-time operations center. But we've got all the high-tech setup. If you work here, if you build with us, if you want to be a part of something amazing, we just we want the whole experience to feel like that. And I think it's so important. In technology, there's really talented people all over the place. And when you're trying to hire, recruit the best, you want to write code with the best, you want to develop platforms with the best. I, I think all these little details matter. And it started over 20 years ago, if you guys remember, when everyone was talking about, well, we hired onto Google because they had free food and we hit slides in the office. It was like they did something different. Yes. Right, and they were able to attract a level of talent it and keep a unique best. branding that was the best. Yeah, and so that's where we're at too. I, I mean, trying, trying to get there at least for what you know, oil field and energy. I toured Google in two thousand eight, nine, and <laughs> let me tell you something. I was in, the, I was in the oil business, and toured Google, and remembered thinking, I hate my life. <laughs> it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It was, I mean, gyms and laundry and. You know, they were doing the, the. I remember the toilets being unbelievable. So yes, they were doing something super. Yeah. The the lobby was a grocery store. Yeah. You had to walk to the middle of the grocery store, getting anything you want to go find somebody to then tell them who you were there to yeah. see. 
Yeah. I mean, we're not not quite to that level, but you know, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> something's coming at a steep cost. But um, look, I think they we're, were still Google. I mean, they were. Yeah. Exactly. But if you look back, and if you can use, a, if you haven't used it before, Wayback Time Machine is a great internet tool. You can go see what websites looked like uh, way, yep. way back in the day. You know, Ryan and, and our design team actually launched Corva with, like, we didn't show rig hands throwing chain right. and all this. <laughs> we have people on jetpacks, right, flying around. And so from the day that Corva was made, Ryan had this very, you know, strong mentality around we are doing something of the future. Right. We are creating the future, right. this whole thing, and then blending that into oil and gas is, you know. So, you know, Richard and I talk about a lot of different, you know, what is that? You guys are obviously in the forefront of a lot of different things. Yeah. There's a lot of people that you deal with, your customers, that aren't. Yes. I imagine if you're hitting a guy with a jetpack who is in central Oklahoma, I mean, yeah. you understand my analogy here, what, are, what is their perception on what you guys are doing? Because I'm impressed by it, but what are, what's their perception on everything going on? I would say first in the sales pitch that we don't put the guy with the jetpack up <laughs> first, first thing. Um, it's different now than it probably was four years ago, even before my time. Uh, You've been here how long? I've been here a year and a half. Okay. Yep. Um, so I, I had done a few other startups. I feel obligated to tell people you're an Aggie. This is I a, am, yeah. Yes, this is in Texas. That's a mandatory a statement. Yep. yep. So uh, and married an Aggie, too. And, oh, the and double Aggie. Have yeah. Aggie kids that, or future <laughs> Aggie kids. They don't really have a, have a choice uh, right. at this point. But, you know, I think um, – uh, from from this perspective, it's like creating, you know, powerful technology to keep moving us forward is is like what we think about what we do every day. Um, so, so how do you how do you bridge that? Especially because there, are, you know, there's still this chasm in oil and gas, right? You still got I don't want to say old versus new, but there's still some of that semblance of that. And so how do you bridge that gap to get them to, to trust, you know, to trust large language models, to get them to trust that kind of technology, to get them to open up their data and, and kind of be open to those things? I think, you know, earlier in the talk, I, so I've at least been a part of technology where we got to see cloud come on and we got to see these other things um, outside of that. I mean, machine learning was about the same time as cloud. What I find interesting about these bigger companies is, you know, the IT guys there trying to protect their jobs and you have to follow this procurement process and walking through that. But where we're at now, and, and I brought it up in my talk this morning, is it's going to come down to, as a business, you're always focusing on what do I do best? Right. And then how do I put you know enough risk management, if you want to call it that, in place so that I can protect IP and data? Look, I'll say right now, I think that the open AIs of the world and probably a couple other big companies hugging face and Google's, you know, bar, all these. Yep. I mean, the ones who are investing to get to that level where the results are real, they're meaningful, you can somewhat trust the, mm -hmm. the results and integrate it to do that well. I think it's going to take, you know, several years to, it would take several years for that to be an enterprise thing that your IT staff could run. I mean, it's so specialized right, right now and all this. Right. And so, I just think the companies that are willing to work with the uh, security police inside their company and figure out a way to work with it will rapidly accelerate beyond competitors. And so what, what we're trying to do is, you know, at Corva, 
we one of our most valuable things right now, and we're getting kind of, you know, technology and, and being successful is somewhat about luck and timing, right? Always. And so yeah. right now, we have data from a lot of different customers uh, in the industry. And the reason why this is incredible opportunity for us and for our customers is that for the one of the first times, the value of your data being played into something like a large language model or ChatGPT, like that's what actually makes chat successful is you know, these language yes. models have to be trained on data sets and that's how they come to life. And so think about it. If you are just a Chevron or you're just a small operator and, and you, you had asked about like a small operator in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. like why would you use Corva and, and you know, why would they sign up is because if you're just a single company, you only have your data set. If you come to Corva, we have a lot of data yeah. sets. Now, how we share, use, don't, all that, that's contractually and, exactly. and legally somebody else works that out. But at the end of the day, what Corva has been able to uniquely do in this industry, because it's always been so cutthroat, there's been huge competitors, you have big red, big blue, all this other stuff. Think about it. Corva is like this independent third-party platform who doesn't take sides. Right. right, just data. Just data. And we clean the data. We try and make a great product. And so what we're seeing is just this very lucky timing of people like OpenAI being able to unleash this technology where it gets better the more data you have right. and your ability to do it. And, and so to, to your point about a single operator looking at Corva, the brand and everything else, right now those operators are basically facing, do the big boys who used to move slow and have all this minutia and all this you know, kind of lag and we were able to compete on price or maybe to some degree quality, technology's starting to give an advantage. And so if you're a single rig company, a dual rig company, you can maybe still play but times are quickly coming to where if you look at what technology is doing, someone will beat you. Right. You're going to get lapped with that for you sure. You will. Yep. And, and the value will be is that, like, we, we just had neighbors drilling up today, right? And, and we went through, we've trained, it took us three years, we trained a machine learning product that essentially does a version of auto drilling, predictive drilling. We partnered with neighbors on that product. We've run it I, somewhere in between, I mean, I'm on the rec, somewhere in between seven to 13 rigs in there. And on average, the daily savings in terms of daily drill time has been reduced anywhere from 10 to 30%. So if you're talking a, a 16 day drill, a 20 day drill, I mean, you're talking major impact. And so now, you know, who's ever using a neighbor's rig and you just have your own little deal, it's a different you're, it's a different ball game now. Um, you know, one of your guys, I talked to him a little bit earlier, that's neighbors. Everyone's heard of neighbors, right? And I understand there's a lot yep. of things you can, you're talking a three-year predictive learning study with neighbors. But one of your guys showed me a product, and I won't say their name just because I don't know what he showed me, but or I do know what he showed me. I don't know if it's proprietary. But it, it was a company that I feel uniquely, because of my other companies, to not, not many people have heard of it, right? And when he showed it to me, it's a small company in a small town in not Texas. Okay. And I remember thinking, that is a company, and he's from this state, is the only reason that he, I think he knows about it. Okay. And I remember thinking, if you guys have access to that type of company and you can do something for that size company, that's different than neighbors. Yes. You know, and really, that made, that immediately connected the dots to me to be like, we're not talking about. Exxon's and neighbors and you know the big house. I mean those, obviously you guys can do something but everybody focuses on those because they're huge and everyone knows them but all of a sudden when I saw that little guy in the, in the state that well, you know 
to to be named later. Yeah. Um, like that's a real difference maker, and you can make a difference in a company that's seventy five people. I th- well, I think it's also been so that model and the ability to touch a customer of that size is also due in part because Corva's bigger and and we're more at scale now too. So if you think about growing a startup company or if you're just starting out growing a tech company, it's great to get some early adopters and you know some great partners early on, but a small single rig company in either West Texas, Oklahoma, you know, even Louisiana, like they're not going to pay your bills yeah. and, and help you great grow point, and scale. Great point. So we're at a place now where we can afford to have account management, customer success, et cetera, where then as well the product's more refined, it's more onboarded. And so you're not taking a bunch of arrows with a, custo- with a customer who also has a lot to lose. Correct. Great point. If, if, you know, if your tech doesn't work out. So I would describe too, it actually, you know, if you look back earlier, one of the, the first big customer core guy was actually Pioneer, right? It had Pioneer, then, you know, after that, you know, they got other customers, Exxon, Shell, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they actually, they got all the big companies more or less first rather than the small guys. And I, I think it worked out that way because your bigger guys could actually see realized savings right. across a fleet and they would pay for further development that now allows us to go touch, touch the, uh, the, the smaller operators. Well, and so. I think that's important for those smaller operators to understand that they do have access to that, where before, you know, mentally they were probably, that, that's out of my lead, that's out of my ballpark, right. right? That's out of my budget. And there are ways around that now because of the way that you guys have scaled. Exactly. And I think, I think what, what we've realized, too, is along our growth path, the smaller operators, again, back to this question of, well, like, why would a single rig guy use Corva today and the technology from Corva, you are getting the feedback and input from the world-class drillers that are using Corva on every well that they right. drill and all the features in the software, it's like you're getting that. Right. I'm not saying for free, you're, you're going to you know, pay us, course, yeah. <laughs> but, but for you to go ask you know, the best driller, let's say at Exxon, how they did whatever well and what they you know, ran everything at all the set points, I mean, as the little guy, you know, you're basically getting that through the product. You've got to jump on yeah. board. That, that's really my point to pointing out that company is that if they can offer value to a – and I'm telling you to the audience here, guys, because we have a lot of oil and gas people, not just in the IT world, but if they're paying – this company that I'm mentioning is a 100-person max manufacturing company in the drilling space, and if they're off – and I saw the technology, I saw what they're doing, you should make a call to these guys and just ask if there's something that can be done. I, this is not a commercial. This yeah, is, sure, yeah. It really is not. I mean, yeah. I was blown away by it. Um, it is something that is at least worth the conversation because it is immediately going, well, wait a minute. I have that data. What am I doing with it? Yeah. And you can offer it to your customers yeah. to be like, hey, look, my product's better than my competitors who's not doing anything with this data that he's collecting. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, our view and, and my view is, we're about to see this super exciting time in the next two years, three years, where if you've had a software as a service platform or if you've been data warehousing, again, it's going to come down to security and privacy and, and what your risk tolerance is as a company. But I'm seeing all sorts of incredible use cases on cleaning data, generating synthetic uh, synthetic data sets for training models. I mean. Um, we're even doing things uh, now where you know a user can say, "Hey, here's the visualization I actually want to see with a very specific question," and, and we create that that chart. Like the, you know, it's basically written in real time right. uh, from Gen AI. And so, I I mean, if you're not using it, at least in the I'm going to say most companies out there, 
you have next year to jump on the Gen AI bandwagon and maintain a competitive edge. After that, you're going to be reading TechCrunch or your local newspaper just like everybody else, and you'll be commoditized with everybody. Sure, you may get some benefit, but let's let's hang on to that. Okay. I want to I hear this again. So the audience, I feel like that's a powerful statement. Okay. So say this to me again. So if you are not in some way using or have a program in your company dedicated to implementing at least a version of Gen AI next year, you will miss the boat on a com maintaining a competitive edge. Because the year after, you are going to be there with the average Joe company, whatever, who's like, oh yeah, you know, all these new companies are out there, all the products are refined. Like, you're just going to be like a consumer paying for the product. You will not have figured out how to get a competitive edge using the technology if you don't start. And it's going to take consistency. You don't need a magical whiz kid to come in and, and pull this off in your organization, but you've got to, it's like going to the gym. It's like you, you can't walk in one day and just lift 315 pounds. It's going to take consistency, but I the day that. you start, well, <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> the day you start, I'm just saying you need to start next year. All right, so Richard, he just said, so today is November 2nd, 2023. I don't normally timestamp these, but I want to timestamp this for that yep. comment. Richard, you heard what he just said. Do you agree, disagree? I mean, can you offer some color on what he just said about that? I mean, that? 100%, right? We use this with, you know, a lot of use cases that we see where people don't want to use Gen AI, Gen AI directly into their product. We've, we've done other use cases in security, other things where we show them the ROI and the impact that it has, and it opens them up to say, okay, like I'm willing to do a bigger project and put it into my product for, for a proof of concept, thing like that. But what I love about Corva is it truly is generative AI because there are a lot of things out there that have been repackaged, especially yeah. this year with slick marketing to say like, hey, this is it, and it's not really AI. It's not really truly generative AI. So I think it's really important you know, for our audience to understand the difference too, and that's where, that's where we help them understand you know, what a real impact is versus kind of like a superficial impact. Yeah, but and I think it's, it's more than, well, we've got a bot in our company that takes every employee's email and makes it nice to read or something. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's like these kind of high level, you know, I, I think about it this way of there are basic users of, of ChatGPT. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But there's basic usage of it. I'm seeing this, and, and I was a little bit younger when like the true advent of the internet came on and all the dot-com bubbly days where people were just investing in everything because they knew it was going to be a huge thing. That's how excited I am right now because I use ChatGPT at least two to three hours a day, and I'm constantly trying to press the boundaries of what it can do. You have to press do. those prompts. You have to. Yeah, right? audience, yeah. by the way, he described oil field earlier as something like in your day, and I was like, this guy may not make it on air with that kind of comment. But that, it's funny that you bring I'm up 30, that. I'm 35, 35, so. But yeah. it's funny that you bring up that, that dot com, right? Because it's the difference between companies that are still around today versus a pets.com that was just, again, flash exactly. and it's gone, right? Well, and I think the other thing, uh, and I'll steal this quote from somebody else too, they said, well, look, uh, it may have been actually um, Michael Dell or uh, who's the, the other billion, Mark Cuban yeah. on the Shark Tank. Mm -hmm said, you know, when the internet was coming around, everyone thought, well, it's going to completely kill car sales, you know, because you can now buy a yeah. car online. It's going to, it was very interesting after the first wave rolled through, which businesses truly went away or were, right. you know, transformed. So it was like yellow pages, white pages went away. Right. But cars hung around until 
Te- now. Tesla, I mean, now yeah. with something like that. So, again, I think this is all about competitive edge. I'm not saying you got to make a million dollars, save a million dollars in your business next year by using Gen AI and nail the use case. I'm just saying if you theoretically put together a team and it's all on paper and whatever and you say you're going to use it, but you're so caught up in the, the security and, oh, should we do this, whatever, it's the people willing to recognize this is one moment in time you may not get again. That's and a so great point. It's a great point. It's one moment, and you need to either be on the train and figure out how to do it and push the people that want to do it because, again, next year, if you aren't doing something meaningful, you will be behind. Well, like people always ask me all the time, they're like, am I, you know, am I going to lose my job to AI? It's like, no, you're not going to lose your job to AI, but you are going to lose your job to somebody who understands AI and knows how to apply it, and you don't. Yes. You stay where you're at, yes, you will die. 100%. You don't evolve. So what should, if you're going to leave the audience here, with something they have to know, other than the most terrifying thing that you just said, that if we, d- <laughs> if we don't know it, <laughs> then they're going to be left behind in 12 months. But other than that, what should the audience know on your the greatest podcast you've ever been on? I, I, uh, I'll leave you with this. Ryan and I talk a lot about what makes an individual or a company ordinary versus extraordinary. Um, I don't know what you guys think if you interviewed other people. For us, when we you think lo- we're the best ever. Exactly. Well, so it's also there's good quotes about being, you know, why is Lion the king of the jungle? He's not the biggest, not the fastest, not the smartest. There's all sorts of other animals, but the lion's still the king. I would say the biggest change, at least for me personally, and when you look at Corva, our leadership, we have a mindset that's not matched by anybody. We believe we're willing to take risks. We, want to, we don't do everything perfect. We have customers today that complain about the product. It's all that. I think the most important thing to take away is it's, it's about your mindset. Either you're going to commit to something like chat and wanting to change the game, or you're going to be comfortable and you're just, ah, I don't really feel like doing anything. And so for us, why you would work with me, business, uh, Corva as a company, our leadership, we demonstrate and show we have a different mindset than everybody. I love that. everybody else. And we'll stand by it. I mean, in your talk this morning, I thought it was so powerful that you, you, know, you asked the audience, you're like, Okay, who's our who's our current customer? If people raise their hand, you're like, okay, who has complaints about yeah. the product? <laughs> and, like, and, you're, and you were like, I understand, like you were fully transparent about it. I actually thought there was going to be more, <laughs> more hands, but but, yeah. it, but it showed that you're, the willingness to be vulnerable, transparent with it, and and uh, and acknowledge that yep. every day you're getting better, right? Rather than exactly. just trying to sugarcoat it and say, oh yeah, we're great. No, there there are issues, but you're actively working on them all the time. We, we are going to leave an impact. I want to leave an impact because I want it. Yeah. We want it. And I think whether it's oil and gas, energy, this is why you heard Darmesh, too, talk about there's more of a transition. We're going to do more stuff. I, you know, what's more magical than just having people that have just a, a killer mindset and just want to win? And, you know, we want to create something amazing. Winners we win. We build, talk about that all the time. Build great products. So. Well, I mean, look, it is – I don't know what I came in expecting. I promise you this has blown away my expectations. Awesome. Truly. We're glad you guys came. No, look, yeah. it's, it's our pleasure. Um, we have some friends here that we got invited. We wanted to do it. Um, it is better than what we were expecting. The product, I've just, you know, we're four or five hours into this thing. It's, it's incredible what you guys are building. And really, again, back to our friends in the oil and gas business, energy business, you need to be paying attention to this manufacturing business. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that is not, this isn't just a fun thing we're talking about. This is something that as uh, – that's why I made you reiterate that part about, you know, in a 12 months from now yeah. because I really feel like that's the key takeaway that I'm taking away from this mm. is that this is something that uh, you guys are doing that 
is going to be impactful. I hear the, the stage yeah. starting up over here, so we're going to have to shut this down. But truly, thank you very yeah, much it. for thank your time. You, yeah. um, it's it's Corva.com. And uh, honestly, I'm trying to get. Is there anything you want to leave, or you want to? Corva.ai. Corva.ai. Oh my God! AI. Look at that. See. Come on, Josh. Uh, Corva.ai. We're here in West Houston. Um, you can feel free to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. CTO of uh, Corva, and would love to talk. I mean, even oil and gas, energy, or just IT, LLM. Um, would love to connect. So, Jeff Jensen, thank yeah, you for your time, buddy. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate thanks. thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. The It Crowd Podcast is proudly brought to you by the following sponsors. Upright Digital. Upright Digital specializes in partnering with your business to maximize marketing efficiencies. We have a deep understanding of people, their needs, motivations, behaviors, as well as the technologies that enable brands in many industries to utilize what is available in a changing digital landscape. Find us online at uprightdigital.com. ClearSync Solutions, unifying your technology solutions with simplicity, from M&A integration to global connectivity, cybersecurity to managed services. We're your comprehensive partner, aligning your business goals with technology for energy, oil and gas, and financial service firms. Trust our proven track record. ClearSync Solutions, one ClearSync, countless possibilities.